Right, this is one of my most passionate plotting shed soapbox moments. But actually it's one that we should all be very passionate about. And it's one that we should really pay attention to in our garden. And I think it's about time that the bees start winning with regards to flowers in this country. The RHS, the Royal Horticultural Society, is an amazing institution and its role is to promote gardening and educate current and future generations about gardening and all things horticultural. And no one can argue that it doesn't fulfil this role admirably. However, the RHS has also created a monster in the world of horticulture and I really do think it's time to put this monster back in its box. And this monster is the Award of Garden Merit. Because what it does is it pits the bees against the world of horticulture. And at the moment, the bees are not winning. Did you know, just before I go any further, I did it, I calculated this. I calculated one bee has to visit 4,975 flowers to make one tiny drop of honey. 4,975 flowers. Now, can you imagine how cheesed off that bee is going to be? If it's flying into everyone's garden and every flower it spots is a hybridised, sterile bloom that has been developed for the benefit of our human eyes as opposed to actually providing any use for the insects and nature. All that energy that bee has to expend foraging for food is being exacerbated by our desire for style over substance. But before I go on, we were talking about the award of garden merit in horticulture. So what actually is horticulture? Well, horticulture is defined as the cultivation of flowers, fruit, vegetable or ornamental plants and the science and art of cultivating such plants. And herein is that problem, the science and art of cultivating such plants. Humans are naturally inquisitive. We love to create, invent, we love to modify, we love to innovate. And horticulture is partly defined as a science. So consequently, horticulturalists would be in dereliction of their scientific duty if they weren't looking to find ways to innovate or modify or change. But horticulture is also defined as an art form, and that drives the passion and provides the purpose for creating plants that look more beautiful. Now, this horticultural definition has provided the justification for us to, as humans, to adapt and enhance the natural world. Science and art further the knowledge and the understanding of mankind, so therefore the application of science and art to plants must be equally beneficial, surely. But this monster that has been created is born of another uniquely human trait, sadly, and that's the trait of one-upmanship. Because the way that the RHS operate is that they give out gongs. And the gongs are that this plant has a gong, therefore this plant must be better than the other plants. And therefore, horticulturalists, who like all of us, love being rewarded for good behaviour and efforts and our achievements, strive to get gongs. So what actually is the award of garden merit? What must it pass to be awarded one? 
Well, the plant has to be excellent for ordinary use in appropriate conditions. It has to be of good constitution, essentially stable in form and colour, reasonably resistant to pests and diseases, and available to buy in the UK. Those are the criteria for an AGM, which if you're a horticulturalist and a grower and your plant has an AGM, it boosts the sales of your plant because here is the most upstanding, well-respected, national, internationally well-known body turning around and producing a little badge that says, this plant is a good plant for your garden. But nothing on that AGM says that this is a good garden plant. It's good for the garden. It does good in the garden. So who's it good for? Now, in one of my previous articles and on the podcast, I've tried to sort of get people to understand who are flowers for? What did they evolve for? Could you argue that if a flower provides nothing, no sustenance to any of our natural in insect life or fauna that thrive in a garden environment, if it doesn't do what it originally it was evolved to do, are we actually creating flowers at all? Is it a flower? If a bee can't see it and it has no pollen and no nectar, is it actually a flower? So this AGM has created a, a format where it isolates and sanitizes the role of the plant. It defines the benefit of the plant solely in terms of its interaction with humans. For a plant to pass the test, it must invariably look good and be easy to grow, and it mustn't get sick or feeble, it must be convenient to, to buy. But no other purpose is deemed important. And this monster is driven by commercialism. Companies then extol their successes by the number of AGM medals that they hold. There's a profit premium for an AGM uh, grower, and the incentive then is to strive to create more plants worthy of the AGM. Now, I sat there and I, I did have a very sad moment, and I looked through the list of AGM plants for the 2016. Of those AGM awards given out, only 8% of the plants were deemed to, to fit the perfect for pollinators scheme run by the RHS. Which means that 92% of the plants gaining the Award of Garden Merit medal awarded by the Royal Horticultural Society were not deemed to be particularly helpful for pollinators. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? And an analysis of the RHS plant database kind of revealed that only 10% of plants have both an AGM and a Perfect for Pollinators logo. I mean, surely it, it's not rocket science for the AGM to say because they're trying to promote us to be environmentally friendly, ecologically aware gardeners. They're removing chemicals that, that would harm bees. They're trying to make water an issue so that we don't create gardens that require too much of the water resource. But they're missing a trick here, aren't they? Surely, surely, any plant awarded an award for garden merit should, by definition, be useful for insects as well. If it has no pollen, if it has no nectar, it can't be a flower. Because that's the purpose of a flower. 
Now, in Rory Stewart's book, What Are Gardens For?, gardens must be viewed in the context of culture, and the RHS has historically demonstrated how both the science and art of horticulture has created plants of great beauty. And it's displayed the prowess of the horticulturalist scientific and artistic ability with lavish shows and promoted the art of competitive showcasing of plants and flowers and vegetables. And thousands have flocked to see these shows to see who's been the most successful. You know, we all want to know which plant is best in show. But the culture created is all about the spectacle and how well a plant performs for us. I think that the AGM needs a big overhaul and that plants should not be judged so one-dimensionally. As I said, if a flower evolved to provide a means for the plant to reproduce itself, so if the plant cannot reproduce itself naturally, how can it be a good plant? So I think that the RHS needs to evolve just as nature does. We've created thousands of plants that look great, but they contribute nothing other than aesthetics to the garden. And certainly now in an age where we understand far more about the negative impact humans have on our planet, it really is an anathema to hand out gongs of approval to plants that look good but offer little else. My criteria for the AGM would be, yeah, carry on, it's excellent for ordinary use in appropriate conditions, it's of good constitution, it's essentially stable in form and colour, it's reasonably resistant to pests and diseases, it's available to buy in the UK, and it's perfect for pollinators.